0: Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to
1: turn the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms.
0: Class is in session. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to all of the new school students. Nick Maytash here, my friend Julian Rosen is munching his face off across the way here. But I'll I'll talk for a moment so he can chew and swallow safely. But we are here today on this Monday morning, afternoon, and/or evening, whenever you listen to these things, really, to speak to how to transmute circumstances that you don't enjoy, how to take things that fall into your lap that you're not a fan of, you never would have asked for, how to take them and use them to your advantage. And right now you might not know the answers as to how this circumstance, meaning COVID, coronavirus, and all of that fun stuff that we're currently living in. You don't know how it's going to affect you in a positive way, but what we're trying to do is shift the perception of things that we don't enjoy or don't ask for can be a gift in ways. And we're going to share some stories and kind of bat some ideas around here that will give you some evidence of situations obviously not at the scale of this virus that julian and i have experienced on our own personal levels that ended up being gifts in the long run things that when we were in them we're like what the fuck is going on why is this so terrible why is this so hard but on the other end of them after doing some inner work some outer work having support in our corner and all of the above um, we ended up in a place where we benefited from walking through that that process of figuring out why the heck that thing was tossed in our lap in the first place. So considering we're all kind of the, the general culture of the world is going through this thing that we wouldn't have asked for, we thought this was a fitting uh, idea and message to bring to you today. So with that, Julian, how are you today, my man?
1: Just munching on some delicious yummies.
0: Mmm, good, man, good.
1: And I'm about to serve up some delicious yummies Ooh. to the listeners. Yeah, and... um what Nick's talking about is becoming an alchemist, right? Turning dirt into gold. Like, and yeah, no one, no one ordered this at the restaurant. No one's like, I'll have a, a heaping side of COVID please. In some, and some social panic sprinkled on yeah. top. Right. Mm. But, but it's here. And so suffering comes, we talk about this all the time. Suffering comes from resisting what is. So I guarantee you, if you sit, on your couch and you start to waste these non-refundable moments, wishing things were different or worrying about what could be next, you're going to experience suffering. And that's, that's just kind of like a two plus two equals four statement. Like we're not saying it's right or wrong, but we're saying, if you do that, you will experience the suffering. But what Nick and I are going to tell you that if you can shift your perception. This, this could be, you can operate this time with so much more trust and so much more presence. And that's really what you need. That's really what your family deserves. That's what your friends, your clients, your community deserve. They deserve someone who is trusting and present in this time. Because that's just, I mean, that just makes for a better human. I, I, I think so. So, uh, Nick, I would like to hear, and we have, a, we have an arsenal of examples, I think, between the, the dose of us. But what is, let's start with a little more digestible one, right? Like what is a, what is kind of like a, a Disney PG 13, like, you know, I thought things, this and then this, like, what's a, what's a more feel good example that you have? Cause I don't, I don't think we should dive right into the dark stuff yet. (laughs) Dive right into the dark stuff. Something you didn't order, something you didn't foresee. It came and your initial response was, Oh shit. And then with a little bit of trust and a little bit of powerful action, it actually looking back in retrospect was perfect.
0: Mm, yes. So first one that came to mind was dark, but I guess we'll start a little bit lighter and we'll we'll go into the darkness. So uh, I will say with, with, full, with full transparency, um, from my viewpoint now, I know that I completely caused the situation that I was in uh, that I'm going to speak to. And I was certainly not a victim of, of something falling into my lap. I certainly created it. But while I was there, the mindset that I had, I felt like um, I was pinned down by my circumstances and I didn't enjoy it, uh, at least in cer- certain levels. I mean, <clears throat> so the, the instance that I'll speak to is um, a while back. Man, it's been a long time now. I was dating this girl for like four and a half years. And I would say after like year Boo. one, Boo. 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 yeah, it wasn't my wife. It was a different woman. Um, but anyway, so I was dating her for a while. And after like year one, year two, I can kind of – forecast that this wasn't my person it wasn't like great it wasn't terrible but it wasn't awesome it wasn't like the most enjoyable um, relationship or just connection I had ever had in the world so yeah sounds like the most fun you've ever had anyway so I'm dating her we ended up dating for four and a half years because I um, frankly (laughs) just didn't want to take action on what I knew was probably the right answer which was to end that move on to something else I just was looking for something to be in in a, a more in that bad category, terrible category, some reason, some justification for ending it. But I, I waited for a long time. And in the last couple of years of that relationship, I remember just being like, what the, f-? like, why is this here? Why am I in this relationship? Why is this not what I expected out of love, relationship and connection? Why is this X, Y, and Z? It was a circumstance I didn't enjoy. And I remember after walking out of that relationship, having a little bit of frustration of like, why did I waste so much time there? Why did I spend so much time with this person that I knew for a very long time wasn't the person for me? Um, And frankly, I now look back on it with such sincere gratitude, like that person and, and our time together and every single moment that I kind of kicked the problem down the road because when it was over, when I finally made the decision to end it, I had this full arsenal of what I didn't want to have happen in a relationship. It was, I don't want it to be passive. I don't want it to be kind of stale. I don't want it to be this place where we just kind of show up and are kind to each other and that's it. And I had this very clear image of what I didn't want. And there's really a lot of power in what you don't want because it makes it easier to decide on what you do want. And lo and behold, a month after I broke it off with that girl, I met my wife and she was the opposite of what I had experienced. And again, now I look back at it with such sincere gratitude, knowing that if I hadn't kind of kicked rocks for a while in that relationship, when it came time to meet my wife, I wouldn't have had such a very clear idea of why this was the right person for me. Um, So that was a circumstance that I, again, I chose. I I was the cause of that. I didn't have that fall into my lap. It wasn't something that um, just happened to me. I was letting it happen to myself. But While in it, I was like, what the, like, why, why am I still here? I know this isn't right. I know this isn't where I'm going to end up, but now I know that if I hadn't spent all of that time kind of figuring that out while in the relationship, by the time I met my wife, I probably would have kept moving because I wouldn't have that clear image of what I did desire. So like, the other side of that circumstance that I didn't enjoy really gave me such clarity on what I now needed or wanted. And now I have this beautiful wife with a a sweet little two-year-old girl and, you know, I moved my life out to where she was and now is and where I live. And it's just a beautiful gift that I got from the circumstance that I didn't enjoy while being there was this Clear contrast of hey, that's not for me. And now I know that. And now I've gotten enough time, evidence, and everything that that's not what I want in life. And boom, a month later, I met my wife and here we are. Shakalaka. Shakalaka. So you moved I like
1: that. I did did. people out there. They nice. What's that? Other people around you, they nice.
0: In Rochester, New York? Yeah. Yeah, They're all right. I mean, they're as good as any other humans I've ever met.
1: I I mean, some places people are super nice. Some like I was just in spoken. Spokane.
0: Okay. Spoken. Spoking. Yeah. Nicest people ever. Nicest people ever. It's, it's probably closer to the Canada Canadian border. You get nicer the people. I mean Niagara Falls. I grew up in Niagara Falls. It's, it's right across, right across the border. They're okay, but you get over in that Canadian side. Very kind people. You know, don't you know?
1: Um, don't but, you know it. But there's the deal, right? Like, the thing happened on paper. Your mind was going, this is wrong. How's this going to play out? Oh my gosh, woe is me. And then the pathway was cleared a little bit, mm-hmm. right? The pathway yeah, yeah. was cleared a little bit. The scenery changed and the pathway was cleared a little bit, right? So the, right? So the
0: pathway was was cleared a little bit?
1: Yeah, and obviously I'm emphasizing that point because I think what's happening right now, it's clearing the path. For a lot of people a little mm, bit
0: wiping some stuff clean some residual yeah. residue yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's so that hooky bookie kabuki out of town so mm, yes but so i like that good so
0: good your turn
1: well hold on wait i have a question, <laughs> oh, have a question. Okay. carry on so are, are you glad
0: i mean i'm ecstatic that that i spent that much time in it frankly i really am and i, I there was a time even like when i first started dating my wife i was. There was that piece of me, that ego part of me like, oh man, you wasted so much time. You could have been with Christina years prior and you could have spent more years and time with her. She could have been with Topanga. She could have been my Topanga. Sure. But also in reflection of like, I met her exactly when I needed to because I wouldn't have been the person at that point. I wouldn't have had enough information to understand why this person like Christina, my wife, was so important to me at that time. Everything unfolded as it was supposed to. We say this word unfolding on this podcast probably once a podcast, I would say, once an episode. And it's true, like things are unfolding as they need to. I know this virus that we're, we're kind of referencing as this overarching idea here is not how we would have chosen, but it is unfolding, it's here. And all we can do is surrender to it yeah. and allow it to unfold as it will and trust that there are smart medical people taking care of that side of it. What we need to do as our own, personal human beings is trying to find what within this unfolding we can take advantage of and move through bingo Mm. wink
1: so it was a good thing that it happened
0: yes it was a good thing that it happened i would say that 100 percent.
1: it cleared the uh it could pathway
0: it did clear the pathway yeah i think so we really did clear the pathway
1: i have a great story story about that oh you do do share. so uh, in my mid twenties, you know, I've always been a fit person and, you know, fitness has just been a huge, the reason why I was drawn to it in the first place is because I was like, man, it has, it's such like a healing modality, right? Like mm-hmm. wakes you up, reminds you that you can overcome resistance. Like I just loved it. And so I was drawn to it for a long time. When I lost my mom, it really was like this anchor. Like if I didn't do that, I don't know, man, probably wouldn't have made it out and so yeah. played a huge role in my life and you know so 24 year old me you know just lifting big old beefy stud and uh one morning i think it was a thursday boom completely obliterate my shoulder bench hmm. pressing. just ah uh, <laughs> i messed
0: my shoulder up bench pressing once too tore my labrum
1: yeah tore my labrum rotator cuff i was like that didn't feel good at all and you know trying to finish the workout. I'm like, I can't even get, this isn't right. This isn't how people are supposed to do movements. Um, and so, you know, here I am not even a full year after my mom died and my biggest, my biggest, the thing keeping my head above water just taken away. And I was also a personal trainer at the time. So this is how I was earning an income. Um, and it was just a huge part of my identity. Like I was, I was like the kind of, beefy strong dude like if I get weirdly skinny I'm you know I'm gonna look like a weirdo you know like it just doesn't work It just I've never been weird skinny and um, and so almost kind of like you know how like a lot of like athletes they're an athlete their whole life and then they stop playing and they kind of go through this identity crisis like I was like okay there's a lot going on here um, my job hurts to do like it just hurts to be alive and do my job because mm-hmm. of this thing, um, as part of my identity is gone. Uh, you know, this thing that I used to use to elevate my emotional and mental state is now gone. Um, cause I, it was just like, I couldn't even jog. Like, it was just inflamed dead. And, uh, and so at the time I just resisted it. I was like, why is this happening to me? Like, Oh my God, look at, this is probably going to ruin my, my career as a trainer. This is going to limit my opportunities. Um, man, like my energies are, my energy levels are going to go down. Like I'm going to be less productive, all this. And you know, the more I resisted it, like it happened, there was no going back in time, but the more I resisted it and wished it were different or played out all the future negative, what if scenarios, my mind was conjuring up. Like I just spent a lot of time in pain in emotional pain and emotional pain and physical pain are linked. So the more stressed I got, the more my shoulder would hurt. Like, your nervous system is a, is a wild beast and so for months i was just the victim man can't believe this happened da, 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 da. like when you know got like fell back into a depression it was a really dark time and in that i finally stopped resisting it right and i was like okay this isn't the universe just singling me out being a dick because that's how it likes to operate. Like there's something bigger here. And so I was like, okay, well obviously I have a lot more time on my hands. Um, what can I do? And so, you know, in that time I went and I got a CSCS, which is certified strength conditioning specialist certification. It's like, it's kind of like the, without going to like getting a doctorate in kinesiology, kinesiology kinesiology whatever kinesiology yeah yeah. um it's like the best thing you can get to work with athletes which is something i always wanted to do so like i was like screw it so i literally saw self-taught myself this entire methodology and course took the took the test got the certification so that when i was more functional i could serve athletes um that's when i really started to get into blogging and writing online which you know opened the gate for me to start my online fitness business which led me to the coaching i'm doing now right so like and also if i'm being honest like i was i was using fitness almost as like this noble healthy crutch like you know what i mean like Right. Cause you go in there and you get the dopamine hit and you feel good, but it's still like, it's a way to avoid some underlying stuff. And so there was, you know, I never, I was up until that point, I was really uncomfortable spending time alone ever since my mom died. So like I would go to the gym and it was a social thing. And so, you know, having that taken away from me, I was forced to really sit with, you know, the inner work and some of the healing that still needed to happen there. And some of the emotions that I was avoiding and numbing there and so looking back, like that time where fitness was taken away from me and that identity was taken away from me, I doubled down on my craft and became more of an expert in my field. I got into, you know the online world of blogging and content creation, which led me to, you know, being a business owner. Um, and like most important, to really to really see myself as, you know not. Julian, the meathead, right? Like really see myself as just like this being that has really powerful emotions. And that really set the stage for the work that we do now. And so it's like, again, I didn't ask to have my shoulder obliterated. I didn't ask (laughs) to go back into a depression. I didn't ask for, I don't know, $9,000 of medical bills and a surgery and like all this bullshit. But it happened. And the second I started to lean into it, man exponential growth just right off right out of the gate right so it's like man if something that brutal months of pain and thousands of dollars and all these opportunities i kept telling myself i was missing right like if i endured that to come out the other side better stronger more prosperous more impactful more fulfilled like yeah like Personally, this coronavirus has nothing on the shoulder explosion of 2014. (laughs) I would take coronavirus any day of the week over shoulder explosion of 2014 because the shoulder explosion of 2014 cleared the path.
0: It cleared the path?
1: It cleared the path. That's
0: good, man. I'm so glad that it cleared the path. And you are happy that it happened?
1: You know what? There was a little (laughs) dis-ease the path cleared. <laughs> but, but 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 yeah I'm glad it did. I'm glad hmm. it how did. about that? Interesting. Yeah, so,
0: so, so you are happy that your shoulder exploded, and I am happy that I spent more time than I needed to with a person that I didn't really love in the way that I, I thought that love went. So here we are, two humans talking about experiences that we didn't enjoy in the moment, but they cleared the the path. That they okay. the path. Right.
1: They got us there. out of our own way because there's things that we couldn't see at that time.
0: Right. Yeah. And all of this is to, again, come back to the theme of things are always happening, away, happening in a way. And Julian likes to say this thing that I enjoy now that I've heard him say it a couple of times, that life supports life, that yeah. things are happening to support your growth and your expansion and your evolution. If you can choose to see the coronavirus with that perception, with this idea that, There might be something here and just be open to it. You don't have to dive in and say, this is the truth. Just be open to the idea that this could actually be for your absolute best in some way. Then you can pivot from the place of causation from where you sit right now and start to see things not with this fear and panic and worry, but see it with maybe there's some opportunity here. Maybe it's time for me to get more still. Maybe it's time for me to... Um, actively connect with my family members a little bit more because I don't get to physically see them anymore. Um, not anymore, but for the foreseeable future, maybe we're quarantined, we can't talk to, you know, see our, our parents or see our cousins and our aunts. Like, this is an opportunity to actively connect with those people. So there's always a gift within some kind of crisis. And again, it's not your job.
1: Gifted, it's, a, it's a gift within a gift. A
0: gift within a gift. It's not your job to figure out exactly what it is or try to solve the problem right now, but just have this trusting knowing that there's something in this that you're gonna benefit from. And you will look back in some way years from now, like Julian and I are kind of mentioning about our experiences where you're like, man, if that coronavirus didn't happen, I wouldn't have stayed inside and worked on the business that I've been putting off for years. I wouldn't have stayed inside and found a way to actually sit and connect with my spouse instead of just go to work and come back, go to work and come back. There is a gift here and you just have to be open to the idea that maybe, just maybe you can find it while home on quarantine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, clearing the path. We're we're clearing the path there,
1: you know? Okay. Well now Nick, I got a question. So that was your PG thirteen, gooshy bushy, nicey, nicey. What about a darker time?
0: You want to hear about a darker one? Okay.
1: So once you're you rated M for mature.
0: Ooh, rated M for mature. All right. So um I have spoken to the fact that uh, we have this little little girl Lucy upstairs who's running around uh, as I'm I'm speaking into the microphone right here. Um, but when my wife and I decided to start a family, it was after her grandpa had passed, and he was like the patriarch of their family. He was 93, wow. awesome dude. Um, did, he have hair? So when, did he have hair? I think he had a little bit of hair. Not a ton.
1: I'm always, you know, just old, 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 old dudes that still have their hair. It's wild. Love it. Yeah,
0: sure. Anyway, so he passed in January of 2017. Um, and that was kind of the precipice of us making a decision that, hey, we're ready to start a family. We want to bring some love and light into the world after losing this guy. And so that was kind of the, the starting point. And we started trying and we ended up finding out that we were pregnant on mother's day is very poetic. It was like, Oh my God, we're going to be parents and all of this stuff. And we took the pregnancy test and we went and showed her parents that uh, on mother's day. Cause we were there in um, at her parents that week. And then we went and saw my mom the next week to surprise her for some mother's day stuff. And there was a lot of celebration. It was a lot of fun. Um, but within a couple of weeks, my wife miscarried and like, What we found out in that is that it's not super, super rare that people miscarry. I think with technology, though, we find out that people are pregnant sooner than they may have in the past. So it's not, it wasn't as prevalent, at least in the knowing of this is a miscarriage. But anyway, so my wife miscarried and there was a lot of pain, a lot of um, frustration. There was a lot of highs of, oh my God, it's going to happen. We're going to be parents. And then to be struck with this low of, nope, it's not and the worry of, is it ever going to happen? Was this our one shot? And it's not going to work out. And, you know, over time, we, we kind of started to heal and grieve. And we told ourselves that we were going to put off this whole trying to make a baby thing. And, you know, when it happens, it happens. We're not going to, you know, put as much pressure on ourselves. We were doing the whole ovulation kits, trying to make sure we had the science down and doing it like a little science experiment with, uh, with this miscarriage. And we're like, okay, we're going to take the pressure off a little bit and just let it be. So that was in May of 2017, and then um, we also decided in that in that time of kind of grieving and moving through it that we were going to move because we had been at an, at the same apartment for a few years. We move into this townhouse across town, closer to where I, I um, teach. And within five days of moving in, we find out that we're pregnant. And bingo! 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 We didn't plan it. We didn't think about it. We were. Um, just kind of going about our business and and trying to heal. And in that process, we made Lucy and like, obviously from where I sit now with this two year old, who's just full of life and love and everything in between, I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that the miscarriage happened because that wouldn't have been Lucy. That was painful for sure. Didn't enjoy sitting in the moment of trying to one, take care of my wife while also taking care of myself because she was the one going through it physically and I was just trying to make sure she was supported. It was, it was rough. It wasn't fun by any means. Um, but in retrospect, had it not happened, we would have missed out on the combination that became Lucy and man, I wouldn't trade that for the world. So it's yeah, whether it's miscarriages or ripped shoulders or whatever, like there's, plenty of pain that can fall into our laps or that we can choose depending on <laughs> where you stand like my whole relationship scenario i mentioned earlier we're either choosing it or it falls into our lap circumstances sometimes we just don't enjoy but if we believe and have the perception that life supports life and it's all unfolding in our favor it's it it is true and we find valid truth in that and uh yeah i mean lucy's just nuts and fun and awesome. And had we had a different kid because they came out the first try and it, it worked out, then I I don't know. Uh I mean I wouldn't have known what I missed, but I would be knowing that I had the opportunity to have Lucy versus some other kid, I would have been really upset that we had uh, you could in a fight Lucy. or the other kid. Uh Lucy. Lucy for sure. Yeah she's she's a, bruiser. <laughs> she's a big bruiser. She is
1: I didn't say big. I didn't say big, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: I mean, she's, she's great, but she's, she's uh, above average in size. Height, everything. Head size. She's got her dad's head. It's, she's, yeah. She's not small. Like NFL anyway.
1: blitz, big heads. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so that is my uh, rated M for mature and miscarriage uh, story about huh. darkness and then light. It's typically how
1: mm-hmm. it goes. Typically. typically how it goes man Mm -hmm. life supports life if it didn't the whole universe would implode
0: yes and that would be that would be worse than the coronavirus i'd say
1: if the universe were to implode if we all collapse into quantum nothingness i'd be like what a bummer
0: (laughs) i was i was really making something of myself here
1: all these great tattoos for nothing
0: (laughs) it's a lot of time in a chair for it to all go away. You and your skin suit. Do you have a rated M for mature? Or are we just going to let me go into the darkness?
1: No, no, no. I got darkness. We all do. Um, and obviously mine is is the situation with my mom. And Sure. And I don't know if I told you this, Nick, when I was in Mexico City doing the ayahuasca. I um, don't oh, know. So it was powerful. It was the most powerful, transformative geez
0: any word you want to use any word
1: right and like it wasn't it extended time it was this wild warp time vortex thing like it was you know if you've never experienced something like it like i promise i'm not a freaking crazy person but like time space it all kind of goes away and you are you are really accessing this the eternal weaving of everything right like there's this tapestry that is always being woven together and it transcends our linear timelines like it's fucking wild and wacky but i spent a lot of time there i don't know how it was a different vortex right like but as humans go it was a weekend (laughs) and uh but anyway one of my big intentions was like man like i have this all i've done i've done years of work on myself and the inner work and the inner work yet i was still finding some of the same old fears popping up some of the same old you know Judgments of other people or myself. I was like, man, why am I? I'm doing all this work to spread love, yet I'm still judging people or judging myself, and, and and I'm not choosing to do it. It's kind of this subconscious reaction. So, I went in in there and I was like, you know what? Why am I doing this? Because you can ask ayahuasca anything, and it'll tell you. Like, you may not like how it tells you, but it'll fucking show you it clear as day. So I was like, I need to know. like, why am I? And I, for years, had this. Uh, you know, right when my mom died, it was diagnosed as anxiety. And I was given a bunch of benzos, which are pills that make you feel like a zombie. And then once I kind of overcame the anxiety, I would still have this, this pressure in my chest and my heart from time to time. And I didn't know what it was, but I also, I was like, I'm fucking dumb with that. What is it? I know it's not my body just being dumb. Like, what is it? There's a reason. And I, and I can't figure it out. So I asked the ayahuasca that as well. So the reason why I'm saying all this is because it ties into losing my mom yep and you know like nick was saying when you're sitting in it when you're walking through it i did not want to be alive it was the most painful scary frustrating confusing thing and you know like when you're in it it's like a cloud and you can't see two feet in front of your face so you're like like there's no fucking way this is good how is this good i like all i see is fog and scariness like this isn't good like there is no getting through so there to in your perspective and where you're standing there literally is no light so you're like there's no hope at the end of this like because there's no there's not even a little fucking ray of light getting in there so you're like Ugh, sucks right and as the fog dissipates and a little light gets in you're like all right maybe maybe right but i'm still really mad and depressed and upset and afraid and then more light gets in and the cloud dissipates and you're like oh wait like i just had like a i just had a good week i just had a good month oh okay like wow i can, genuinely feeling gratitude again all these things and so but when you're in it like yeah it sucks and it's dark and there was you know i would say about a year or two years i was like no like i refuse to acknowledge anything good from this because this is so fucking bad and then you know certain certain wake-up calls came in to my life through my heart just insights intuitions books podcast just like you know how the universe is like here you go here you go (laughs) hey you're ready for this take this you're ready for this take this right so the right coaches the right mentors the right opportunities um just kind of like these breadcrumbs waking me up waking me up waking me up and so years went by and eventually i was like you know what my mom dying was the thing that woke me up Mm -hmm. like i had dealt with you know adversity in my life, but nothing like that. So it was this thing that woke me up to like, life is really fucking precious and short, stop wasting it. Right. So like that was the fire that really pushed me to like really never want to stay in my comfort zone for too long. Right. And so, you know, that was the gift I took from that. I was like, my mom showed me, she woke me up like life is short, go do cool stuff, go help people. Like that's what I thought the gift was. And that was, that was the appetizer. Right. That was the appetizer. But really what happened was my mom passing spurred me and started me on this journey of not only service, but also going inward Mm -hmm. and seeing that there is this universal tapestry being woven by something bigger and it's connecting everything to everyone at all times. Like if she never died, I never woke up. If I never woke up, I never started to learn and lean into these principles. I never start to coach, I never start to serve. Um, I probably live live a very self-centered life, right? And so very beautiful gift from my mom. And so here's the real crazy happy ending is so back to tripping balls in ayahuasca, (laughs) the mountains surrounded by strangers. Um, The, one of the dudes there leading it, so everybody drinks the ayahuasca. So you're all in this altered planes of reality. And this one dude who's an energy worker, he's like a Reiki master, all this stuff. And so he comes up to my seat because you're all sitting in a circle and there's an altar in the middle. He's like, I need you to go in the middle. I'm like, oh, okay. Right? Like, you don't, you're like, all right. You don't know <laughs> what is what and who is who. So and I'm sitting there and like, I keep trying to raise my heart so I can hear these hymns. Everyone's singing these beautiful hymns. There's this beautiful energy in the room. I'm trying to lift my heart and my head keeps like, shielding my heart weirdest thing kept covering my heart, kept covering my heart. And so the guy's like, listen, Julian, there's a shield over your heart. Are you ready to let it go? He's like, I can't do it against your consent, but I do want to let it go. And I was like, that's what that feeling has been. Like ever since my mom died, I had like, literally this protective shield over my heart. Cause it fucking got slashed like it was dead. Yeah. And so yeah. what I had convinced myself was healing was actually just learning a lot of tactics to help others. To then hopefully think I would get some secondhand healing myself, right? Hmm. It worked for a while, right? It worked for a while, but I was experiencing more tension, more dissatisfaction in my life leading up to this event. And I was like, I wonder why, I wonder why. And it was because like no actual real healing had occurred. I'd learned a bunch of stuff to heal others, but like I just couldn't use it on myself. And so this dude literally felt like he reached into my chest and pulled this, this shield off and that really, I was like, for the first time ever, I was like, yeah, my heart's just battered. It's been battered for eight years and I just haven't done anything to it. And then the healing begins. And in the ayahuasca work, me and my mom, we come face to face and I see her dying over and over again. I'm like, this is just a cruel fucking joke. What are you doing, ayahuasca? And then, sure. but I know how ayahuasca works. It's not mean. So I'm like, okay, I'm here though. I'm here to see the whole thing. They see the whole thing and like, yeah. and like so I, I keep seeing my mom get sick and die we put her in the ground and then she's alive again And i was like oh my god! like this is just this is bad and then eventually she's like i just hear her she's like do you seriously not get it i was like and it was her voice i saw her face i was like this is insane what's up mom like i was so pumped and she's like like i'm not in the ground like i'm not in the ground like i'm everything i'm this i'm this i'm this i'm you I'm i'm this i'm this connection i'm the reason why you're in this room i'm the reason why you're a coach like You see how I'm not just the skin. I'm not just the mind, the body. I'm not just the ego. I'm not just the things that you coach other people on. Do you get that? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting it now. And then like, (laughs) starting to understand. We go on this whole journey. We dance at my wedding. Like it was wild, man. But like, basically she was like, don't be silly, dude. Like, I'm not just that body. And you know that because you're not just your body. We are connected. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And so, if you really want to play the quantum circle, like her dying is the thing that led me to that room where I found out that we are forever connected, right? So like if she Mm -hmm. never died, I would never actually know how deeply connected we are. And actually we would have a less deep connection, right? So it's like this quantum circle of it had to happen for me to know what I knew then to make that the past to the, to make that past to this future, this moment, right? Like wild. And so Mm -hmm. not only can I say that my mom passing woke me up and created all these amazing, positive, forceful shifts in my life to serve others, to step into my purpose and really challenge fear head on. But it also led me to a point of discovery where I realized I never really lost her. So Mm -hmm. talk about having your cake and eating it too motherfucker (laughs) holy hell yeah yeah so again covid19 has nothing on (laughs) like no you're gonna be okay (laughs) be okay so at the time though like i said when you're in it and the cloud is really thick and you can't see past it you're like Everything's a cloud and clouds are bad. So everything is bad. I'm bad. I'm thinking bad. I'm feeling bad. My hormones are bad. My neurochemistry is bad. Now I'm believing the bad. Now I'm manifesting the bad. This is bad. Yeah, that'll happen. But the second you start to see beyond it, it's like a, if you're a pilot flying a plane through the clouds, like the horizon didn't actually disappear. Like you can't see it, but like the horizon didn't just like vanish into nothing. It's, it's still there but the pilot has to rely on instruments that are actually more accurate than his vision anyway, or her, there's girl pilots, but, um, girl pilots. their vision. Right. And so it's like, at times when you're in the dark clouds, like, yeah, like you've lost sight of the horizon, but it's not because the horizon got up and walked somewhere else. That's not how horizons work. Right. Yeah. Like you need to rely on instruments that are actually infinitely more accurate than your, feebly five senses because our five senses are mm-hmm. the whole picture so it's like that's why the inner work, the trust, these universal truths these practices, accessing reality which isn't your ego's illusion but accessing what truly is always keeps you noted that the horizon is there and you're moving towards it even though it got a little foggy so yeah, in the darkness light things happened and the path cleared
0: the path, and the path cleared. cleared and we can look back on those moments of darkness with A little bit of gratitude and find the good amongst the bad. And I think that even like just coming back to the, again, the COVID specific situation, like we're starting to see some of that light within the darkness. We're seeing a lot of humans connect and take care of each other. I know there's a a Facebook group called IntelliHelp. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like there's 45,000 people. Just if if you need something, you ask and then people help you or if you want to give something it's it's really really a beautiful place um where people are doing that and i mean people are giving and receiving and it's just that human connection part of, of this crisis has been really cool i mean are there some uh some negative parts of this and people that are taking advantage of others and buying way more toilet paper than they will ever need of course there's always going to be that person that uh that individual and or group of individuals that find themselves to be separate from the whole that is trying to heal through it within this and don't take those to be the rule take them to be the exception see the people that are doing well that are giving back to others that you know some of this stuff is healing the earth and the the pollution and all of that stuff that we kind of mentioned on the previous episode there is light already happening you don't have to wait until you're five ten years down the road um, like myself and Julian are kind of reflecting on some of our, you know, scenarios and experiences. It doesn't have to be that long. You can find it if you can look for it, if you choose to look for it within those dark moments and allow that to start to light the way. Like Julian was saying before, when he was in that depressive state, depressed state, it was like just a complete fog and it was a little bit of light. And he allowed that to be the rule and kept looking for that instead of saying this light is stupid. I'm not going to pay attention to that. The fog is what's real. He is like, okay, let more light in, let more light in. And eventually that fog was lifted completely because of his ability to focus on the part that he wanted, not the part that he didn't want, which was the light versus the fog. So in these moments where the circumstance feels heavy, COVID feels just like it's terrorizing your life, whether it be by circumstance and or by your mental emotional state, look for the light, look for the thing that will take a little bit of weight off your shoulders because it's out there. You just... Really have to be conscious of looking for it. It's not on the news. If
1: if that's where you're looking, on don't, don't It's on Disney that. Plus, but it's not on the news. No,
0: I watched Frozen Two last night. Holy hell!
1: It gets a little dark there. The uh... it's, it
0: gets a little dark, but that's a that's a like. There's like life coaches writing that movie. I swear it. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good life lessons do, in that do the, Frozen. Do the movie. right
1: next thing. The next thing right, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do the next right thing.
1: Yeah, yeah that's a song it is a song it is a
0: song and that's um yeah never i haven't i haven't done my my debrief on the movie yet so i won't share anything maybe one day we'll do a frozen two debrief for you guys
1: dude there's there's all there's yeah man they call out they call out europeans for being jerks to native americans it's they really unveil the good stuff
0: Hmm. that they do that they do well, Julian, I think we've, we've gone high and low, shallow and deep here, um, but hopefully the people that are listening at home have, have gotten some from this. I, I really think that the more that you hear examples of this exact idea where circumstances may not be fun, but there is benefit to them if you trust and move through them, it's um, the more you hear those those pieces of evidence, those experiences that others have, myself, Julian. If you listen into to other people, or even looking at your your past, do inventory of where you've been and how you've gotten through some shit that you didn't enjoy in the moment. Use that as an example here, because yeah, you may not be in, enjoying this to its fullest extent. It's not it's not like we're, we're throwing parties in the street. We shouldn't be. We should be inside. People social distancing, social distance, but. There can be some good here. And if you trust in that, you will find it. So that's all I got for the people. Julian, what do you got before we take them to the bell?
1: Uh, uh, uh. I would say it's all happening here and now, right? The second you leave now to peer into what's next, you're going to lose. Because that's just when our brains do that, it never ends well. Mm -hmm. Um, When we watch the news and then try to play the negative what-if game, like just... It's just not good. You don't deserve it. Your body doesn't deserve it. Your brain doesn't deserve it. Your family doesn't deserve it. Be here. Be now. See light. Choose light. Ring the bell. Will do.